Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Thanks for joining us today. I am really excited for today's show because it's just going to be Charlie and myself, and we're going to be talking about anger. So if you're feeling edgy, get ready, fasten your seatbelts, and we will be right back. Stay with us. Let's face it. Getting noticed at work can be tough. And if you're someone that struggles with anxiety when giving a presentation, voicing your opinion, or sharing your skills with other professionals, it can be even tougher. Hi, I'm Eva Levandusky, and I know how it feels. You have the confidence, yet when all eyes are on you, the fear can kick in. I tried everything from Toastmasters to hypnosis, and nothing helped. But in my search, I uncovered a secret. There was nothing wrong with me. I just needed the right combination of tools and support. So I developed my own program that teaches you how to calm the physical symptoms, stop the negative self-talk, and shows you how to confidently step into the role of leader, regardless of your job title. If you do the work, this program is not only effective, it's fast. So reach out to me at Eva at charlieandeva.com for a free 30-minute consultation. It's your turn to step into the spotlight. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. All right. So uh, welcome, everyone. We are back. Um, today we're talking about anger. And um, it's, you know, it got to the point where we needed to have a little checkpoint here, right? Because anger is just all over the place. You know, and me personally, I'm angry almost about everything, right? Well, I mean, it wasn't just 15 minutes ago I said something to you and you said, I'm really angry. <laughs> like, again? Well, yeah, I'm angry about <laughs> Um, politics. I'm angry about um, people. I'm angry about road rage on the street. You know, it just never ends. And it's gotten to be an addiction with all of us. Right. I'm angry about um, bullies in the workplace. I'm angry about people not speaking in the workplace. You know, it just everything leads to anger. So I would say, right. Um, so let's see. What's the priority is the priority family health work life balance you know all these guests right uh, remember that one guy he said well you get a scale right and you balance it work <laughs> that made me angry so what i'm realizing is um it's none of that it's anger is what's making me angry so you know this is going to be a good show because we're not just going to act angry or be angry and brag about how angry we are. This is not one of those cable news stations. Eva is going to help me and us manage the anger, right? We're going to learn something today, right? What is it? And where do we go from here? Where would you suggest we start? Well, I just want to talk a little bit about anger in general, because what is happening and what I'm seeing is that everywhere we turn now, people are getting really angry. And this isn't an accident. 
This isn't an accident because we are soaking in anger. And I remember first seeing it, it started happening in corporate. Like when I first started working in corporate, it wasn't too bad yet, but it started getting worse. And I remember when I moved to one of our divisions, it had, it had this real rage attitude to it. Like the, all the, um, the male managers, all they did was rage. I mean, and I mean rage, like yelling rage, people passing around Tums after dinner, after a business meeting, because everybody was so on edge all the time because everyone just yelled. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, you know what? Now I'm their age. And who the hell do they think they, they weren't are? That, they're not, weren't anywhere near as old as you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. And so what was happening was, is what we were finding and you're seeing it now is that bullying is almost celebrated. Yeah. It's almost celebrated. It's almost and, like a skill. Well, it's not a skill because really what anger tends to be is a secondary emotion because a lot of times under anger is different things like grief or shame or other different emotions that people don't want to show. So they cover it with anger. But what I will also say is that for whatever reason, that is all you're seeing. I mean, reality TV is all about anger. I mean, that's what they highlight. And we know it's scripted, but it's scripted around the anger piece. Like, remember Gordon Ramsay in the beginning? I mean, all he did was like, yell, you donkey and blah, blah, blah. And everybody was yelling all the time. He's just yelling at them. Or even Simon Cowell when they were first doing... um, not the voice. American Idol. American Idol, right? I mean, he was always just trashing him until he had his own baby, and now he's like, everybody's like the best. You are absolutely brilliant. Now, that <laughs> That's all he brilliant. says now. <laughs> That's all he says now. But, I mean, we really have to be careful because what happens is, is that we go to these movies, we watch this TV, we go to work, and there is just anger everywhere, and we're soaking in it. And we may not even be realizing that we're picking that anger up. Like, for example, what did we see this weekend, you and I, right? Because we're always going to the movies. A Winnie the Pooh? Oh, Mission Impossible. Anger, anger, Right, and I mean, the every, you know, so of course... um Tom Cruise's character was like the supposed nice guy, but yet, you know, he takes everybody out at every turn, right? And, and you just watch this and we are not even realizing how much of this was soaking up. And it's one thing to have grown up, to have grown up with like the beaver and my three sons and not to date us that, that bad, but really, yeah. I mean, it was a little, it wasn't as violent back then. It was baloney. Right. But it was also not quite as violent. But we're letting our kids really soak in. this. So hold on. And and, okay, And I want to talk about what you just said Mm -hmm. before earlier. Um, Sometimes you hide stuff with anger. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, And I'm going to talk about that, too, about hiding it and and what happens when we don't actually express the anger. So when you're talking about like, you know, leave it to Beaver and some of those shows um, as annoying as it is. Right. When we went to bed, we weren't all wound. Right. That's kind of what happens, and that's why it's better. (laughs) Well, I mean, it was kind of better, right? I mean, there was it was fine for us, but it it left out a whole other demographic of people, right? So, I mean, yeah, for us. But you're right; it didn't add gas. Yeah, it didn't. Too bad. Yeah. So we kind of turned a corner. 
and I don't know when it was in the 90s, maybe. I don't really know. Uh, and I don't want to get sidetracked on when, but with the seven by 24 news cycle and the social media chaos, right? Right. It's almost like we can't get out of its way, right? Anger is, is leading everything. Well, and it's not only just that. It's also, it was in corporate before the internet started. So, I mean, we were on the cusp of the Internet and social media, but social media came later. The anger piece was there way beforehand. And what happens is is that the anger and the rage becomes addictive because what happens is is when you get into that anger mode, it's the same thing as when you're in fear mode, right? All of a sudden, all your senses are heightened because you're soaking in adrenaline. It's, it's a challenge, though, because, you know, we're all at the end end of our wits, right? So if somebody's right. angry, I don't have the time to say, oh, are you angry because you're hiding your fear or are you really angry? No, well, that's what we have to talk about is how do you communicate? And that's, I'm going to be talking about that later in the show is how do you communicate to somebody that is either really angry at you or you're really angry at? Yeah, not, and it shouldn't be like, say that one more time. Well, yeah, I mean, but, you know, we laugh at that, but yet that is how we used to react, especially at work. I mean, the especially the men, I mean, it was all about the posturing. As women, we would try to stand our ground, but it was a little bit tougher for us. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so um, I don't want to get sidetracked again, but when you brought up Gordon Ramsay, mm-hmm. so how would you respond to him if you were on the other end? Would you know? Well, when you're on on the other end of, and we'll talk more about this later, but when you're on the other end of like a Gordon Ramsay, you can't, right? I mean, you have to just kind of hold your ground. You can't fight back with him. I mean, he's he's got power over you, right? And if you start fighting with him, he's just going to fight. He's going to double down on the fighting. But he's a Brit. All right. Now, now you're going into a whole nother thing. And then we're going to get angry calls on that one. Um, (laughs) But really what I wanted to talk about in the first segment is just around anger and understanding that anger can be a secondary emotion because really the only person that you can change when it comes to anger is yourself. You can't change anybody else. You can't change how they're going to respond to things. The only thing you can do is change how you respond to things. Is it a, would you say it's an illness or disorder or not really maybe? No, I wouldn't say that anger. I, well, I'm going to read what Martha Beck had actually written about anger because I thought it was really good. So I'm just going to quote her. And she said, Anger, the most reviled and misunderstood of emotions, is triggered whenever we perceive injustice and gives us strength and energy to change the status quo. But then it goes on. So repressed, it destroys from the inside by slow burn or explosion. Misdirected, it can blaze a path of destruction through your life and the lives of others. Cared for and properly used, it can warm you, light your path, fuel your progress, and keep hostile Hostile interlopers at bay. Ah, so the the point here is that um, we're going to learn how to deal with anger f- coming at us from others mm-hmm. because we'll understand it a little better. And more important, we'll learn how to deal with our own anger because we don't want to suppress it because that will lead to like scanners when you're headed. Right, explodes. because you can be in different situations. So depending on how you grew up, so some households – 
grew up like we were watching the fighter yesterday, right? And that household was all just about anger. They didn't know any other emotion. It was all just anger, everybody yelling at each other, getting drunk, calling the police. I mean, it was craziness, right? And then there's the other side where you can grow up in a household that no one ever expressed anger. So there was a lot of passive aggressiveness. Right. Well, okay. So let's talk about that a little bit, right? So there's a saying, an old saying that says, if you run into a jerk in the morning, you ran into a jerk. Mm. If you ran into a jerk in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening, you're the jerk. A lot of jerks where you live. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I was thinking about that guy, that painter guy. What guy? You know, and then we'll add blue. Oh, the guy with the hair? I forget his name. That makes you crazy, right? I mean, you know. So hold on, I don't want to make light here. Well, but. no, it makes you crazy because you like you have a little bit of that that thing where you need that action, you need that rush, you need that chemical surge. Well, the bar is high, and everybody has like a two second time spin, right? So well, because we've made it that way, it doesn't have to be that way, right? I mean, we've made it that everybody's supposed to have a two second time span, but we know that. In two seconds, you can't do anything of any importance. Right. So, I mean, and that's nothing to be angry about when everybody has a two-second time span. It's not about being angry. It's about being fast and agile. So when you say you meet a jerk in the morning, you met a jerk, you meet a jerk in the afternoon, the evening, during break, you know. Well, I mean, you know people like this, right? You know, it's like everywhere you go, this guy's a jerk. I don't like the way she talked to me. This guy cut me off in traffic. Oh, I, I can't believe that the clerk at the store, like, didn't wait on me fast enough, right? right. I know so, these people. Well, what I'm saying is, how do you know if it's becoming addictive? You know what I mean? Well, if you're just feeling angry all the time, there's a that's a really good sign that, and, and a lot of times people will say to you, what are you always so angry about? I mean, a lot of people will call you on it. Some people like that. Well, look at what's happening here and look at what's happening there. Right. But yeah, they'll, they'll have a thousand excuses for the anger, but yeah. it doesn't mean it's okay. I mean, if everybody's walking on eggshells around you and everybody and then other people are saying, you know what, what are you always so angry about? You know, you turn into a real jerk. You need to listen to that. Yeah. So like you're saying. I understand what's going on out there and out there and out there, but why are you so angry? Right? Yeah. You can control that. Yeah, you have to start looking at that and start understanding um, if your anger is justified because anger can be a real catalyst for change, or are you just angry at all the time for no reason? Um, do you think um, we could get corporations to – rate the anger and their review and in HR. And well, I like think that. That, that gets tricky, but let's talk about that. Let's go ahead and take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion with anger. Stay with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie Neva. We'll be right back. This is Charlie Labosco. If you're working on a development project practicing agile methodologies, this message is for you, regardless of your role on the team. Agile is a faster, smarter, and more efficient way to develop and deliver continuous results. If this is not happening in your agile environment, reach out right now. 
My Agile coaching and certification training programs empower you with Agile skills that encourage collaboration, increase productivity, and even improve overall team morale. Now that's making a difference. I say, become Agile certified the right way, regardless of your role on the team, and then watch what happens. Reach out right now to charlie at charlieandiva.com and let's continue this conversation. Your future is counting on you. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and today we are talking about anger, and it's making Charlie angry. It is. <laughs> it almost seems like there's nothing you can do about it. Well, except- no, that's not true. All right. Yeah, I mean, you have to. So everybody says that there's nothing that we can do about anything. But at the end of the day, you have to make sure that at least if you want peace, you have to make sure that at least your own household is peaceful. You can't be walking around saying, you know, gee, damn it. Why is is this house never peaceful? Yeah. And screaming at everybody. What's wrong with you? And what are you so angry about so and yelling? Be quiet. You're going to wake the baby. baby. Right. That's exactly right. So it's it's up to each of us individually to start, you know, watching what's happening in our own homes and with ourselves. So I'm looking for an excuse, but I can't. Yeah, I you're going to put me in that. my place I can here. Feel I feel the excuse coming. And I understand, like, I'm going to say, but what about, and you'll say, forget what about. What about him? What about them? What about this? What about mm-hmm. that? Forget about them. Forget about everything. Focus on you. Right. Focus on you. Right. Because what happens is, is when you're focusing on everyone else, you're responding back in anger. You're not doing anything to create peace. And as we know from social media, you're never going to change anybody's mind ever. 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 Just like our mind isn't going to be changed, we're not going to change anyone else's mind. I will mind. never, ever, ever oh, be a Red Sox fan. No, I know that. So, so there you go. Or a Mets fan. Or a Mets fan. Yeah, I know that. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what happens when you bypass angry emotions. And now what does that mean? Like somebody's yelling, screaming and... No. No, no. When you have your own anger... And you decide you're going to bury it. Mm, okay. Right. And what happens? So you get addicted to anger. You like that feeling of anger. You like that chemical flow through the body. Right. Well, you don't know that. I don't think. Well, you you kind of do because you're always looking for it. Right. So if there's something that you really, really don't like, like I really don't like olives, like green olives. So I'm never going to eat a green That's, olive. There's yeah. no reason for it. Right. But it's the same thing with emotion. <laughs> That's what makes you angry? You <laughs> no, got, that doesn't make me issues, angry. Right? What I'm saying is is that if there is something out there that you really, truly don't like, you will avoid it at all costs. Okay, and that's suppression? Is that what you're saying? No, that's not suppression, that piece of it. Now you're getting all crazy. No, that's not about suppressing it. What I'm saying is because you're saying, well, like, what if I don't want to be angry? If you really don't want to be angry, you're not really going to be angry. Okay, that makes sense, and I I agree with that. I was looking at, you know, we're sitting in a conference room, and buttons are getting pushed all over the place, and I'm suppressing my anger is what I'm I'm not coming out with anything. Well, the thing is, is that, so before I get into that, 
I want to talk more about what happens in the body with anger, right? Okay. Because what happens in the body with anger is when you when you don't not sure how I want to say this exactly, because what you're saying is you're sitting there and you're fuming and you're repressing it, right? You're not letting it out. Well, what's happening is, is that you're affecting your body by not letting it out. But what we we're going to talk about later is then how to calm down so you can let it out, right? Because suppressed anger, like I said, anger can be a secondary emotion. So suppressed anger can really harm the body in a lot of different ways. And so some of the ways that it can harm the body is they call it um, you can get psychosomatic symptoms. Just for being angry? Oh, just from being suppressing your Suppressing anger. that anger, right? So there was that song from Guys and Dolls where she got psychosomatic symptoms because Nate and Detroit wasn't marrying her, so she was getting a cold and sinus congestion. And so people think that that's all baloney. But really, you can you hear it all the time. It's like he's a pain in the neck. You know, I got a stomach ache from this. He it gave he gave himself a heart attack. She, she gave herself a heart attack, right? I mean, all of that is all of these emotions, all of this anger being suppressed and having effects, physical effects on the body. There's a lot of that. There is a lot of that. And also that anger suppressed can be turned inward. And anger turned inward is depression. Mm-hmm. It's depression and it's self-sabotaging behavior and it's self-defeating behavior and it's self-hatred. You know, when you hear people that are depressed or even when I get depressed or you get depressed, we kind of turn on ourselves sometimes. You know, I can't ever get this done. This is never going to work. I'm a loser. I'm this. I'm that. It's it's anger turned inward. So but it's because, you know, um, there's nothing you can do is the what causes that. Well, that's another thing, right? So what comes of that is victimization, right? It's victimization. So all of the suppressed anger turning inward, you can turn into a victim or you can become passive aggressive where you're acting like you're nice all the time, but actually it's just you're like seething with anger underneath and people are like, well, she's smiling at me, but yet I'm noticing something weird. I had that actually with someone that I had reported to for a while years ago when I was working. She was smiling at me. She was talking to me. We were in a meeting together. My whole body was on red alert. And I realized that she was really angry and wanted to take me out, hey. except the whole time she was smiling at me and just saying how she was going to help me along my path, you know. And I was right because my whole body was on red alert. I could feel her, her extreme anger at me. I could feel it. Although she wasn't saying that she was being very passive aggressive and just nice and And smiling. What does red alert mean? Just from past experience, maybe? No, your body kind of knows. I mean, it's sort of like when, you know, a, a dog will come up to different people and other people it doesn't like, right? I mean, they sense something, just like a kid senses something. You sense it. But what happens is we tend to turn off all those internal signals, but our body knows, our body knows ahead of our mind what's happening. That's why it's really important to start turning, tuning into your body to feel what's going on in your body before you even let your mind take over because your body knows what's going on. And I was, my whole body was like on fire. It was shaking. Wow. Yeah. And I knew, I knew something was up. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, why am I, I'm just melting down here. I just thought it was 
just normal anxiety. So and I realized later, no, I mean, she was ready to take me out. Does that mean that people can suppress their anger as a way to lure the prey in and then let it out? Well, yeah, but then you start, you're starting to get into like sociopathic behavior. Mm. I mean, that's almost not anger. That's almost like pure evil. Yeah. I wonder how thin or thick that line is between the two, but that's. Well, that's a whole nother ball game, right? Because when you're talking about sociopathic behavior, you're talking about someone that doesn't really feel emotion. So they're kind of coming at you from different angles, just getting what they want. And sometimes extreme emotion, like extreme anger, gives them a little bit of a buzz, but they typically don't feel emotion. Yeah, but so, it's so, hard, right? Because letting it out is bad. Keeping it in is bad. Well, no, I mean, so so we're going to be talking about that. So really, when you're starting to look at what you're going to do with that anger, you have to figure out what you're angry at. You have to figure that out because a lot of times it's just coming out of nowhere and you're just saying, well, this person's making me mad and this is making me mad. Well, no, what what is that kernel that's really bugging you? What is that kernel that's really bugging you? And it takes some time to get at that. may not have anything to do with the situation you're in at the moment. Typically it doesn't. Typically it doesn't because if... If it truly had something to do with that, you can tell when it's in the moment because what happens is is that you're not angry about stuff like that all the time. So you have to look at what the triggering events are that causes this. But I wanted to talk, too, about a little bit about anger when you externalize it because so we were talking about repressed anger turning into self-defeating behavior and turning into depression, turning into victimization and um, turning into passive-aggressive activity. But then there's also the externalized anger where you're just walking around and you're just raging at everybody. Yeah. You know, you see that, you used to see that a lot in corporations. I mean, they would just wreak a path of destruction. I mean, they would go through a department and just start yelling. I remember I would pick up the phone. I would just start getting yelled at. Phone would be slammed down. I mean, it was just, it was craziness. It was craziness because... That was the only emotion that was allowed to be had was this crazy rage. It was looked at as like, now you've made management. And I remember when this same person came into the corporate headquarters when I was working there and he started applying these same tactics and corporate was very different. Corporate was very, everybody was very quiet. Everybody was very professional. Everybody was very dressed up and they just nipped it in the bud and said, you you have an outburst like this again, and you're out. But that was uh, maybe the company was a little ahead of the game in their culture in order to do that, right? Yeah, it, they were definitely ahead of the game in their culture because they were already like studying this a lot, and they were listening to HR more around different techniques that got people to be more productive because you have to have a safe environment. You know, a safe environment yeah. is key, but you also have to be careful that the safe environment, it's not just a mask. Like when I was working with this other person, that was just a mask of safety. But it was crazy. And HR knew it and management knew it, and they took a long time to do something about it because I was not the only one impacted. Well, we talk a lot about that. Um, a lot of times, maybe most of the times, I don't even know, it's not physical, right? It's emotional. 
in the workplace. I mean, I'm not. Well, it's always emotional. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's always something that triggers it, but if it's, when you say it's not emo, it's not physical. What do I you mean, mean, I'm not going to, I'm not afraid to go to work because I'm going to get beaten up. Well, no, but you can get beaten up emotionally, get which is up. just as bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're not going to get a physical punch in the face. But on the other hand, if in front of all your peers, you're taken down and called names or or just, you know, talk to like you're nothing. I mean, that's going to take a toll on you and it's going to take a toll on your stress levels. And then you're going to turn around and get angry, but you're not going to be able to express it there. And so you're going to express it at home and create a home environment that's toxic. Terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. So that's why it's really important to start looking at where the stressors are coming from, where the triggers are coming from, where the anger is coming from, and then start handling it a little bit appropriately. Because what happens is, is if you're not really taking care of it and you're not standing up or you're not doing what you need to do to take care of yourself, it's going to cause problems. It's going to cause problems in your own body and it's going to create a toxic environment in your home and in your workplace and in your own groups. And then you hit the point of maybe you're the jerk. <laughs> right. Well, you do become the jerk then, right? If you're not taking care of it and if you're not handling your own stress and your own fears and your own inability to, to and, express your anger. Right. And that could be whether you're externalizing or internalizing it. Well, it can happen either way, but when you become the jerk, it's typically when you're externalizing it. When you're internalizing it, you're depressed, you're you're losing focus, you're doing self-defeating behaviors, maybe you start drinking, maybe you start overeating, that Jeez. kind of thing. Jeez. Yeah, so anger is like a really tough emotion, but an important one to talk about. Wow. Excellent. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and take our second break. Stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Our topic today is anger, and we'll be right back. Charlie Labosco and Eva Lewandowski are on a mission to make a difference in your career, your life, and the world. As consultants, coaches, speakers, and trainers, they each bring different skill sets to the table as well as different products and services, all of which are designed to make a difference for you. Are you looking for fame, fortune, and recognition? Need help with speaking up and being heard? Looking for the right tools for the right issue? Look no further. Go to charlieandeva.com. Check us out, opt in to our newsletter, and let's be teammates. Hey everyone, Charlie here. Did you know Eva and I have a really cool e-commerce shopping site? It's shopcharlieandeva.com. Check it out. You'll find custom designs that might just make a statement about you. And some great gift items, too. That's shopcharlieandeva.com. We're adding more designs every month, so be sure to keep checking back in. One last time, shopcharlieandeva.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. All right, guys, welcome back. Um, we're talking about anger, and I, I think we did the right thing, Eva, because it's better for us to talk about it than maybe bring on a guest that might 
get heated <laughs> if we're talking about it. Well, no, I mean, I did a lot of research on this. I mean, I've taken I've taken a lot from a lot of different material that I've read, a lot of stuff that I was reading about online, a lot of different books that I was reading because I really wanted to understand it because you can really feel the anger out there lately. Oh, and it it's just terrible. feels like everybody's angry. And uh, and we even have our own issues with anger we where do. it escalates. Um we do in the Midwest. Sometimes. Well, I'm not talking about the Midwest. When you go to the store, even to, it's just a different culture, right? Okay. Let's have a moment with that, <laughs> right? Let's have a moment with that. Because it's not just the Midwest, right? You're used to being in New York and how New Yorkers handle it. So for you, that feels very comfortable. Well, I mean, now you gotta show your papers, you know, you gotta, just saying. Anyway, life is hard enough is what I'm saying. Yes. We don't need to be sidetracked by your anger, my anger, or anybody else's anger. Well, what I wanted to talk about in this segment is about what triggers anger, what causes anger. And the first thing I want to talk about is that anger is contagious. It's Mm. contagious, right? Just like joy can be contagious, Anger can be contagious. And there is a really good movie out there, documentary called The Brainwashing of My Father. And this woman talked about her dad and how he was an easygoing guy. And then he started listening to talk radio on the way to work. And then he just started soaking in it. So it was talk radio. It was TV because we want to say that the news right now is a 24-hour news cycle, but it's truly not news. It's mostly opinion. And a lot of that opinion can be very angry because anger elicits emotion and emotion then elicits ratings. I mean, they, that's really why they do it is for ratings. So sometimes you have to ask yourself, it always comes back to us, right? We're the only ones that can control what's going on. As much on. as we don't want that. <laughs> as much as we don't want that. We are the only ones that can be, that can control what's going on. So the first thing you want to ask yourself is where is this anger coming from? And is this anger even mine? A, a lot of times, maybe you'll watch an angry movie. You'll watch something on TV. You'll watch a show. The shows now have become absolutely toxic. I mean, they're really good. They're really gripping, but they're really toxic. I mean, we were watching Preacher, Handmaid's Tale, Homeland, um, Breaking Bad, Walking Dead. It's crazy. It's crazy. You have to start really looking at what are you letting into your consciousness? Are you getting online and looking at social media and having people posting stuff that we're finding out are from Bots, right? That are just, that are set up out there to elicit anger. They're, they're created to make you angry on both sides. It's a form of identity theft because now many of us have different, have become different people as a result. Well, it's a form of like emotional hijacking. Mm -hmm. So you have to be really careful about what you're taking in because that's why people are very, very adamant about writing and about meditating and about listening to something calming, about turning off the TV, about not having that in the bedroom, about turning off your phone and any tablets before you go to sleep because it's too much. We are bombarded with it. These are things you're mentioning are 
foreign to us, right? This, you're sort of like saying, reset your soft skills or reset what you do and in internalizing issues and feed the good. Feed the good, right? Feed the good. Start looking at different ways to listen to something calming, to watch something calming. You know, when they're, they're doing the documentary on Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, right? There was nothing really that amazing about what he did. He was just calm and nice. You know, the show was just calm and nice. It wasn't violent. It just talked about the neighborhood. It talked about tough topics sometimes. He talked about mm-hmm. tough topics, mm-hmm. but always from a very gentle place. You know, you want to say that everybody wants to do the right thing and everybody wants love, peace and happiness. Um, but maybe we're not putting in the work. We're not putting in the work. And sometimes when you fight for a cause, if you're not fighting from it, for it, for, from a, a grounded, balanced place, you can be causing more issues. It's kind of like at the end of Princess Bride when he said, you know, I've been in the revenge business for so long. I don't know what to do now because that, <laughs> he kept chasing the five fingered, the six fingered man, right? Yeah, he finally yeah. caught him. Um, yeah. And it's the same thing with causes. It's good to be angry to get that spark going to start moving you in the direction to fight for a cause. But you have to be careful about how you fight for it and how you word it like the war on drugs. Well, that hasn't really helped because it is a war. You know, it's more like we have to start looking at it from a place of peace about helping people about how do we help? How do we calm? How do we nurture? How do we bring joy? And people will say, well, that's a very weak position to come from. And it's simply not true. I mean, it's simply not true. So it's, you know, fighting fire with fire never works. No, it never works. And it's interesting, you know, I just, just from this little interaction, my Mm -hmm. dear, when you're talking about the war on drugs, instead of saying, um, that doesn't work. We got to start looking at it differently. I'm thinking, right, that maybe we want to try to understand what else we could take that gives us good feelings. Well, you know? I mean, people take drugs because they're not feeling good. I mean, you take a drug because it makes you feel better in that moment. I mean, there's it's that's no mistake as to people taking drugs or overeating or over-caffeinating or over-sugaring or whatever you do, right? Even over-exercising. It's because in that moment, an addiction makes you feel good. You know, it floods you with different chemicals. But the thing to do is to start looking at, do I feel good half an hour, 15 minutes the next day still? It's not sustaining is the problem with an addiction. It's not sustaining. Yeah, I see where this is headed right it's headed to take ownership discipline yourself analyze yourself work with yourself right mm-hmm. um and then see what happens right and so I, I was i was looking for a quote i was reading a really really good book called anger by Thich Nhat han and he is a buddhist monk mm. and His quote is, at the moment you become angry, you tend to believe that your misery has been created by another person. You blame him or her for all your suffering. But by looking deeply, you may realize that the seed of anger in you is the main cause of your suffering. 
So his thought in the book is what he writes about is that we have seeds of joy. We have seeds of anger. What are you watering? Are you watering your seeds of anger? And are you making that anger grow? So by watching angry stuff, by hanging out with angry people, by reading angry materials and not and by not taking care of yourself, you're watering your seed of anger and not your seed of joy and your seed of happiness. Pretty sharp. And who is this guy again? (laughs) This is like when you told the Dalai Lama to move when you were in Louisville. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's a Buddhist, Thich Nhat Hanh. But I don't think you could say it any cl- simpler and clearer than he just did, right? Oh, no, the book is amazing. It's it's really it's a really, really good book, Anger. It's called Anger. You know, you and it was it. a perfect book to come out at this time, and I know that's why he wrote it. Um, but he really talks about the suffering comes from us. You can have somebody yelling at you as much as they want. Now, you don't want to be there forever and let this person just, you know, emotionally abuse you. But on the other hand, it's only when that is triggering something within us Mm -hmm. that the anger Mm -hmm. then triggers. Well, when you look at the, you know, what are you watering, right, and take it into the workplace. So it's about, let's say, 6.20 p.m., and all of a sudden the menus start getting passed around at work because the big boss never leaves and there's a meeting at seven and you're going to keep working, right? Um, so what are we watering? We're watering his anger by saying, oh yeah, I'll, I'll give me the menu. I'm going to order something and I'm not leaving because. Well, but on the other hand, so when I was working in that environment with you, I was there by myself alone. Um, I typically didn't have a lot of stuff to do because I knew we were going to be working late. So I didn't always get that angry about it because I just knew it was coming. Right. Yeah, well, you're the coming. one who did the research on anger. See, I didn't. Well, back then I didn't. Right. But on the other hand, I mean, that's why you get angry because it triggers something in you. Also, if you were born into a family that didn't know how to handle their anger and only just were shouting at each other all the time, that's going to be your go-to way of doing things. It's going to take some work to start moving in a different direction and handling that anger from a different angle. Yeah, it's going to take some work. I agree. Yeah. I mean, if, if no one ever expressed any kind of emotion other than anger, it's really hard to then not do that. And what can happen is, is, So, for example, like this manager from years ago, when he moved into corporate headquarters and everybody handled things calmly, right, he started calming down and he started acting differently. He wasn't the jerk that he was before where everybody was yelling and screaming. Yeah, it was that contagious thing. Right. I'm sure he had a hard time with it at first. But then later, I remember him calling me up on the phone and like being like genuinely nice to me. He had anger withdrawals. Well, and I don't think at that point, but he probably did have some anger withdrawals at some point. Right. He was, you know, didn't know what to do with himself. But on the other hand, he started becoming calmer and happier. You could see it in him. You could see it in him. So how do you get like, you, you know. How do you nurture this? You know, talking about a lot of changes to make. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we nurture all of it? How do we nurture the progress? And- well, first of all, you have to start looking at what is it that I'm so angry about? Why am I so angry? And 
everybody hates when I say this, but it's really the only way to do it is to start writing down what is making me so angry. You have to really examine it. You have to look at it. Why am I so angry? Write yeah. it down. Yeah. You know, you you don't have to write for hours. You take a piece of paper. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. You sit down, you turn on your phone, you time yourself for 10 minutes, and your prompt is, why am I so angry? And you just start writing. Meaning I uh, shouldn't be in this position, maybe. Whatever, whatever you is- start, whatever comes out, let it just, just write. That's the whole point behind what we call a fast write, because you just write as fast as you can without lifting your pen up from the paper. Because what that does is it, it turns off your inner critic and your inner censor. You don't want to be censored. You just want to write. And then you can turn around. You can shred that paper so that nobody reads it. Hold on. Say that again slowly. When you write like you're suggesting. When you do a fast write, for, so you time yourself, let's say, for 10 minutes or 15 minutes, whatever you have time for, and you don't pick the pen up from the paper. You just write as fast as you can. Okay. And so, but that's... Nobody sees that. No, it's just for you. And that's why there's no critic. You don't, you could let yourself credit. Well, no, you'll, you'll criticize yourself even when you're writing by yourself, right? You'll criticize yourself. So that's the whole point about doing a fast write, not lifting the pen from the paper and just writing as fast as you can, right? As fast as you can so that they, you outrun your inner critic. And you're saying like a little 10 minute window and that'll help. Mm hmm. And just write out. And the prompt is, you know, what am I so angry about? Hmm. Yeah. That's all the prompt is. What am I so angry about? Um, so we're we're deep in in these anger issues, and it's really cool. We're learning a lot. Um, we have a little more to discuss, so please stay with us, everyone. We will be back in thirty seconds. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information, go to charlieandeva.com. That's charlieandeva.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Hey, thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and today it's just Charlie and me, and we are talking about anger. I'm getting a session here, which I like. You are getting a session here. Um, You are getting a session here. So in this last segment, I wanted to talk about like what we can do besides we talked a little bit about the fast right about fast getting writers. very clear about what you're angry about. But let me just ask on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't be a probably wouldn't be good to save all of them. No, that's why I said just shred them. So you don't want to go back right, to them. You have to get rid of. Get rid of it. Yeah. I mean, you can save it for a little bit, but I typically like to just shred it because I don't want anybody seeing it. I don't want to go back to that anger either. And it's just for that moment. Mm-hmm. 
just to gain some clarity around why Why? you're so angry. And a lot of times it can just be that you're not watching what you're eating. You're drinking too much alcohol. It can be a real, um, I don't know how to say it. It's a, alcohol can be a real catalyst for anger. Mm. You know, it can really put gas on anger. Mm-hmm. And even eating too much sugar, too much caffeine, getting very wound, that will definitely add to your anger. If you're not watching what you're eating and drinking, not working out, not getting out there, not moving some adrenaline through your body, and then really just soaking in it, like hanging out with angry people or watching a lot of anger on TV or watching a lot of violence on TV. Um all of that can really cause that anger to just become a little bit more explosive. So you really want to start looking at um, what is going on and what you're doing. Yeah, can, you know, you imagine um, get home from work, stressful job, it's a little late, you're sitting in front of the TV, you're eating and drinking and watching toxic stuff. Right, and just getting angrier and angrier and angrier, yeah. right? Wow. You're just, it's no different then when you're letting go of alcohol and you can't hang around your alcoholic friends anymore, it's no different than that. You have to be very, very careful about what you're letting in. Yeah. It will make a huge difference. It really is like that guy in leadership that I knew. I mean, he was hanging around now with professional people that were not engaging in their anger, that were not, they were not massaging their anger. Right. And he started to calm down. But, you know, you're bringing up things that um, everybody should be aware and know, but we just don't like, okay, the fast right was a little tricky, okay? Mm -hmm. But when you talk about eating and drinking, I mean, you know, now the plot thickens, right? Well, people don't really realize how that adds to their mood. You know, it either either gives you a better mood or it gives you a crummier mood. It's self-medicating. It can be self-medicating, but then also it self-medicates up to a point, and then there's diminishing returns on it. Right. It's diminishing returns. So it can be self-medicating that you just like that adrenaline rush, so you keep feeding that adrenaline. You keep feeding it. Jeez. Yeah, so it takes a while to let that go. So then when we're looking at how to, um, because we just have a little bit of time left, so we're looking at how to get a hold of your anger. So one of them is, like I said, you know, writing it out, just getting very clear on where that anger is coming from, because sometimes it can be just as simple as cutting off or limiting your exposure to negative people. Because sometimes you don't even realize that you're hanging out with negative people and you're indulging in this negativity. Like everybody's going out, you know, after work, they're going for drinks, everybody's just ragging on stuff, and they're not really solutioning. That might take a little bit of courage, too. It takes some courage, yeah. It takes some courage to start understanding that you have to start changing that behavior. Especially when we're so good at saying yes to everything at work right now or around. Well, it's, yeah, no. I mean, we use that as a badge of courage, as a a badge of honor, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you know, well, I worked till 10 o'clock. I worked till 2 o'clock. Yeah, he was a real jerk, but I told him off, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. I wasn't going to take that crap again, la, 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 on and on and on. I mean, that's always how it was at work, especially the more toxic the environment. Everybody would see that as a badge of honor working in that toxic environment that I can handle it. Well, you can't handle it. You know, your kids hate you. Your wife hates you. You've gained 40 pounds. You're a mess. Yep. Uh you know, I don't want to, 
Really? We used to see that in the most toxic of leadership that would come in because a lot of times they would have somebody come in um, and just kind of do a hit job on the company and then leave. And, and the one guy we had come in, he's an old GE guy, he came in, he had slimmed down to get there, and in the middle of it he gained like another 40 pounds, and then before he left he slimmed down again, but he was like on his fourth wife. Yeah. You know, there's there's fallout from that. There's fallout from that. Uh, so what I wanted to talk about while we still have some time left is... It's terrible, by the way, I think. I, it is. It's really terrible. So what I wanted to talk about is, so what happens... How do you communicate in the moment when someone is really angering you? Like, Mm -hmm. what do you do? Because we always kind of think fight fire with fire. And we know that that's not a good thing. But if we can get around it, you know, sometimes it just happens, right? You just just jump in with both boots and sticking your hand on a hot stove. Ah, you know, that type of instinct. Right. Well, yeah, no, but it's like it's like beating the crap out of the hot stove, them blaming it right for burning yeah. you, <laughs> taking a sledgehammer to it you know, when you start going back and forth with the anger. So when it comes to learning how to communicate when you're in these situations, the first thing you have to do is you have to get grounded and you have to breathe. So as you're feeling your anger coming up, just take a breath. Nothing's going to happen if you don't respond right away. Actually, if you've got somebody coming at you in anger and you're calm, if there's a lot of people around, you've already kind of won. You've already won because they can see that this person is being a jerk, right? And if you're calm and you're handling it calmly, you've already, you've got 10 points ahead of this person. But the objective is to be calm, really be calm. <laughs> right, to really be calm, right? So you have to breathe. I mean, so many times what happens is when that adrenaline starts coming up, we stop breathing. That's part of it. That's part of going into fight or flight. So first of all, you really want to start breathing. Then you want to um, also get very, very specific on what it is that's making you angry. So especially when it comes to like someone in your home, you can't say, well, you always do this or you're always angry or you're always messing with me or you're always doing something. It's like, look at what's happening right in this moment that you're taking exception to. Okay. So that's, you know, what you're saying um, is making Perfect sense, but it's not that easy, right? So first Mm -hmm. thing I'm going to do is breathe, Mm -hmm. which maybe I'm not used to doing. And then I'm going to have to figure out what exactly it is that's making me angry. Right. So sometimes in the moment, you can't really respond right away. I mean, some people are good at responding right away. I'm not. So I have to stop. I have to breathe. Sometimes if you can, I would walk away if you can. I mean, it just depends on where you're at. If it's somewhere where you can't walk away... Um, I've talked about this in the past is, you know, I've at times have just said, I understand your concern, but I can't discuss it right now. So you're sort of acknowledging that this person has a concern, maybe part of his anger or her anger is correct. But right now I can't talk about this. And if worse came to worse, you could even say, I'm sorry. I, um, I just need a minute here. I can't talk about it right, right. now. Right. I just need a minute. You don't have to respond right in that moment. I need a minute. You could have the win if you need it. 
Uh, but I'm not ready to discuss it. <laughs> right. I'm not ready to discuss it. There's nothing wrong with saying that. And more times than not, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. It's the right thing to do to just say, I'm not ready to discuss it right now. Morning, Joe. I'm not ready to discuss that right now. <laughs> right. Well, and we know that that's not what happens, right? You're in a meeting, you get blindsided, yeah. you yeah. get blindsided. And the next thing you know, you could be getting yelled at yeah. and that's when it's important to acknowledge that maybe this person has a point, but I can't talk about it right this second. So, okay, we got the um, the shred writing quick. Mm-hmm. That's really a good tip. Breathe, stay grounded, don't fight back in that in that moment. When I say don't fight back, I don't mean to cower. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cowering is different. Cowering is like taking that on, you know, making it like this person's right. It's more around just standing in a really solid, confident, grounded place. Yeah, you're unnerved, but take a breath and just say, I, you know, look that person in the eye and just say, I can't talk to you about this right now because this is escalated. Right. You know, this is not the place for this right now. And, if you and I hear it, what you're saying. I get it. I can't talk to you about it right now. And if you think about it, it's your job, too. You're accountable, too. You're doing the work, too. I mean. Right. Well, each of us is accountable for how we react. So we can't control how the other person's reacting, but we can control how we react. And that's why it's important to take care of yourself and to feed yourself correctly and to watch what you're listening to and who you're hanging out so, with. So, okay, so you're saying uh, cut the sugar if possible, the alcohol a little bit if possible. Right, and what you're listening to. And, and stop feeding your own, stop watering your own seed of anger. When you don't have to. I I mean, you don't have to sit there and listen to this stuff. You can read stuff online and get, you don't need opinion. You just need journalistic fact. Jeez. I'm starting to think you're giving that monk guy a run for his money. He helped me. It's, uh, no, it's really good stuff. You know, and think about it, right? If you were to monetize the waste because of anger in the workplace. Right, I know. It's crazy. So there's, um, we have to go. We're out of time already. But I just also wanted to say that there's some books out there. The Dance, the Dance of Anger by Harriet Lerner. There's Anger by Thich Nhat Hanh. There's also Martha Beck's work. There's there's stuff out there. They don't write too much about anger like those two books do. So those or are engage good. us. Or engage us. Yep. Well, thank you, Charles. Thanks for a lively discussion. Thank you. I learned a lot. And thank you for listening. Have a great week. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Bye, guys.